I don't know, it was probably last month, we, we brought you the story of um, Canada Blood Services and some work that they were doing to try and um, essentially boost the program that they're in charge of, Canadian Blood Services, runs the program around stem cell donors, right? And it's it's something that's really lagged behind, and it's very simple to to save a life. It's a very easy thing to do, so we just need to get more people involved in it. So joining us now to tell us about that campaign and where we go from here, we have Stephanie Perilli, who is the Strategic Philanthropy Lead for Community Giving at Canadian Blood Services. Steph, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Shay? Good. It's been a while since we've talked. Good to hear from you again. It's so lovely to chat with you, too. It's been a really long time, actually. I think it's been a couple of years since we've had a, a good conversation. You're, you're probably right, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, that's the thing. It, well, it's been two years for everything. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the world we're living in now. Um, I, I wanted to, to, to bring you on and, and get an update on how things are going, because as you know, um, this particular campaign is sort of near and dear to, to, to me and my family, um, and I wanted to, to find out how it went. Basically, the campaign, Be a Hero campaign, was to try and get more people to sign up to be stem cell donors. Uh, how did it go? Oh, it went really well. So, you know, our friends over at Hockey Gives Blood uh, really helped to lead the Be a Hero campaign. Uh, but we also had a lot of other patient campaigns that were going on, and we had businesses and community leaders like yourself that helped to spread the word. And I'm really excited to share with you that we had over 2,100 new heroes that joined the adult stem cell registry last month alone. So it was amazing to see. Okay, Steph. I don't want to rain on your parade. That is fantastic. That's great. 2,100 people signing up to be stem cell donors. That is great. That is fantastic. And I don't want to diminish it in any way, but we need so much more, right? We really, really need more than that, don't we? They really do. You know, many people might not be aware, but patients are more likely to find a match um, with a donor of similar ancestral background, yeah. which is why we are working so hard uh, to grow the stem cell registry to really reflect Canada's beautifully diverse population. Um, you know, when we take a look at who is making up our stem cell registry right now, we're really lacking in a lot of different ethnic groups. Um, you know, we're really actively seeking new registrants for Indigenous, Asian, South Asian, Hispanic, mixed race and diverse black communities because right now only 33 percent of potential donors on canadian blood services stem cell registry come from those backgrounds and steph it's important because when you talk about being a potential donor being a match the the more it's like they like i know for my wife who had a stem cell transplant her sister was a 10 out of 10 match which is you know absolutely extraordinary and very rare but it's a genetic markers, essentially, that you're looking for. So when you talk about diversity and having people with different racial backgrounds and ethnic backgrounds and things like that, it's, it's important because that makes the match more likely, right? Correct, yeah. You know, right now, when you take a look at how many people in Canada are in need of a stem cell transplant, there's over 1,000 people right now that are waiting for an active stem cell donor match right now. And 75% of those patients must rely on a matching donor from outside of their family. So Trish really was, you know, your wife Trish, she really was kind of in the minority in that regard, meaning oh. that, you know, like somebody in her family actually was a perfect match, but that doesn't happen for, for most patients. No, that's the thing that blew me away, Steph, is we're on the hospital. I mean, and as you know, if you're getting a stem cell transplant in the province of Alberta, you end up down at the Tom Baker Cancer Center in Calgary. That's just the way it works. That's where they do them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter where you're coming from. That's where you go. So you, and, and it takes 
weeks and months. I mean, we lived in Calgary for months on end to get this done. And um, you meet so many other families and so many other people in similar situations on this ward that is dedicated to bone marrow transplants. And you come to realize that, yeah, we were incredibly fortunate because, you know, there was a person down the hall who was trying to find a match and they tested all of his siblings. They even tested his kids. They get to a point, Steph, where, you know what, we're going to try and do this. It's a four to 10 match. The the likelihood it's going to work is slim to none, but that's all we can do at this point. And you don't have to get to that situation. No, not at all. Not at all. And, you know, when you take a look at the, the registry right now, um, it's, it's so unfortunate that it doesn't reflect Canada's population. And we just don't have yeah. enough diversity on there. We don't have enough numbers to match the number of people across the country that are in need of a match. And I was, I remember I was speaking with your wife, Trish, a couple of weeks ago, and she was sharing her, her, her health journey with us, oh. which was incredibly complex. And I can't even imagine how difficult that was um, for you. And she shared that story of that individual that she was sharing a room with. And it broke my heart. And I would, I would love to do everything we can, and I hope Canadians would want to do everything they can to avoid that from happening to other families. And Steph, I think for a lot of people, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a misunderstanding, not a misunderstanding, but just they don't have the knowledge about how easy it is. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it, you know, and maybe I should get um, Trisha's sister on here to talk about it because uh, she's been through it and done it. And a lot of people have to donate stem cells really and truly is not a whole lot different than going down and donating blood. I mean, that's how simple it is, right? It really is. You know, the, the, the procedure for that has changed over the years. And more often than not, it is a very similar procedure as to sitting in a chair and donating blood. Um, you know, I think one important thing to share, though, is that not everyone who registers will be matched to a patient and asked to donate. Yeah. You know, for instance, I joined, I think, over 15 years ago, and I've never received the call to help. But, of course, I definitely would if somebody picked up the phone and called me and said, you are that one person's only match. I would be there in a heartbeat. Um, but, you know, every single person who registers provides hope for those that are waiting to find their one match. Steph, when we talk about how important it is, how many patients are out there waiting for stem cell transplants that don't have donors? Is there any way of putting a number on that? I imagine it has to be in the thousands. Yeah, so right now, I think it's as of February 2020, uh, sorry, it's not 2020, we're 2022, um, more than 1,000 Canadians right now are looking for a stem cell donor match because they cannot find one within their family. So for people who are thinking, oh, you know what, this sounds pretty easy, maybe I can help out. First of all, we're getting some questions. Why is there an age limit? Like, I, I can't. I'm over 35. You probably still getting in under the wire, Steph, but I can't. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish I was. No, I am now over that in terms of the recruitment. Um, so what they have found over the years is that typically the best matches come from donors between the ages of 17 and 35. Right. So that's why they're targeting that age demographic. And, you know, not only the age is a, a factor, but a high percentage of the, the successful matches do come from male donors. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's just been between science and research. Um, we've just identified that that's definitely the target age group for for us to to target. Um, so if people are thinking, okay, I, I can offer up to be on the list. Um, you, I mean, we're not even talking about giving blood to get on the list here. It's easier than that. What do people do right now if they're sitting here thinking, you know what, this is something I can do? Yeah, you know, actually, um, we've kind of made it easy for folks to now sign up and register on for the for the stem cell registry. Uh, we 
so I think, and I'll take a step back. So for myself, I actually work on the philanthropy team. So I work on the fundraising team. And we work really closely with all of our groups, whether that's the blood group, the stem cells, organs and tissues, and research and innovation. And we identified that there was a way to easily um, recruit new donors and also raise some much-needed funds for Canadian Blood Services. And so just last month, and actually I'm really excited because your family is involved in this, but we just launched a new platform, a one-stop shop, if you will, called Recruit and Raise. And Trish was actually, uh, your wife, was the very first person here in Canada to um, create a a page to recruit new donors and raise some money. And um, I know that you shared the link on your social, I think, last month. Um, So, But people can't find it that way. So they want to visit uh, blood.ca backslash recruit and raise. They can find an existing campaign like Trish's and make their pledge and sign up. It's super easy, all online. Um, but you know what? If you fall outside of that age range, um, there's still a way that you can support that campaign, and that's by making a financial donation to the area of stem cell recruitment. Okay. Um, you know, so it's it's a one-stop shop. You can sign up and or you can make a, a financial contribution. Okay, so where where do they go? Let's make this really easy. No matter if they yeah. want to get involved and make the pledge or they want to make a donation, I know you've got it set up so it's really, really easy to do. Yeah, you bet. So if they just visit blood.ca backslash recruit and raise, and you can find an existing campaign or you can just sign up and register to be, be on the registry. It's really, really, really easy. So Trisha's campaign is over, but could I retweet that or is it closed now? I can oh, no, it's not closed at all. She's, um, she's still going. She's okay. uh, already had a, a number of people join the registry and make a pledge. Uh, and she's closing in on the $1,000 mark raised. Um, I am so thrilled. Nope, this is ongoing. I think she wants to keep that going until she reaches her $2,000 goal and gets an unlimited number of people joining the registry. Steph, uh, you, you know we're here to help push this cause whenever we can. I appreciate you taking some time to join us today. Oh, we appreciate your your time and assistance, Shay. Thank you so very much. Yeah, you bet. Thanks very much. That is Stephanie Perilli, who is the Strategic Philanthropy Lead of Community Giving at Canadian Blood Services. And yeah, I mean, we do talk about this more than some other shows might because it does, uh, it strikes close to home for me.